Hi, my name's Father Mike. Hi, my name's Father Mike Schmitz. Okay. Hi, my name's Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. I've been thinking a lot recently about um, some things I've seen in the news, I guess for probably a couple of years, maybe my whole life. Here's some influential Christians, I guess you say like that, or influential uh, Christian authors, speakers, writers, teachers, that kind of thing, who um, either disavow Christianity, like they say, like I no longer am following Christ or I no longer believe, or have like fallen into some, into some kind of scandal. Like they've failed to live up to uh, what they professed or failed to live up to um, in their private life what they proclaimed in their public life. What I find maybe more troubling than that is the number of other Christians who say because of that, I'm really struggling with my faith. So because of this, the fact that this person who was influential as a Christian is now uh, struggling, like I'm struggling now, or because this person who's influential in my life and leading me to Christ because they've uh, demonstrated that their private life, they did not live what they professed in their public life, then now I'm struggling with this. And, and on one hand, again, on the other hand, again, how many hands do we have here? On one hand, you recognize this is, this is reality. This is why it's called scandal, right? This is one of the reasons why Jesus has these words. They're so, man, so striking. Where he says, if one of you uh, lead one of these little ones to sin, it'd be better for a millstone, giant millstone to be placed around your neck and you throw it into the sea. Which is a very graphic image about how serious it is to cause scandal, to cause another to stumble to cause another to um, uh, say what is wrong is right and what is right is wrong. So serious. In fact, one of the more uh, poignant moments of seminary for me is we had a class on moral theology uh, taught by one of the lay professors, Dr. Thompson. And I remember what he said. He said something along the lines, we were talking about this. He was talking about moral uprightness and in living in integrity. And he says, I have one word for you men. And that word is millstones. And it was like, just like cut me to the heart. Like, oh my goodness, Lord. There is a line in Psalm 69 where, where it says, Let not those who hope in you lose faith through me, O Lord. Let not those who hope in you lose faith through me, O Lord. Whenever I pray that, and we pray it pretty regularly when we pray the Liturgy of the Hours, um, it just always just pierces me. And I'm just like, Lord, yeah, please. You know, make these videos and stuff. But I know myself, like, this is the thing. I know myself that I want my, my interior life to match my exterior life. I want how I live in private to completely match up with the call that Christ has placed on my heart and that I try to you know, live out in public. Like, but I also know my own woundedness and my own weakness. And so here's the thing. When I see that in other people, when I see the fall, when I see the scandal, when I see those other things, it doesn't surprise me. What I mean by that is it can hurt me. Like I, it saddens me and it makes me grieve, especially when through the actions of other Christians or you know, Catholic leaders, that others are wounded? Definitely, right? That, that it, it hurts all of us. In fact, St. Paul said that. He said, when one of us suffers, we all suffer. When one of us is strong, we all get stronger. So we're never isolated. We're never, it's completely individualistic. We're always part of this body. And when we choose virtue, the whole body gets strengthened. And when we choose vice and we are, do not live up to what we profess, the whole body is wounded. The whole body suffers. And just on a personal note, I remember um, the very first priest I ever like kind of looked up to, um, I was a kid. I remember even him preaching at a thing for World Youth Day for our diocese and I'm going like, oh my gosh, hey, that's that really awesome priest that used to be in my hometown. 
And then not too long after that, hearing that he uh, had done some really serious, serious, off, seriously awful things involving abuse. And it was heartrending to hear that um, because of the, you think of the people that were hurt. Um, and you also think of like, oh, but I thought, oh, but he seems so much better than that, you know? But I never once, that never once made me think, wait, is Christianity true? I remember um, there was a, a priest who came to our, my, home, my hometown, my parish, a number of times um, to do parish missions. And he was the first priest to ever like call out my vocation in public. That he, that he, that when I say call out, I mean like he, uh, through his ministry, I was invited to respond in a public way to this reality that I was discerning if God was calling me to be a priest. And I went to all these missions and just, and it just, he just convicted my heart and I read a bunch of his books and it just like really helped me along that, that path. And then again, same kind of thing. Later on, it turned out that he wasn't living in his private life, what he was professing in his public life. And again, that hard, so hard to hear. But I never thought, wait, does that, does that, does that challenge my vocation? Does that mean, it never even occurred to me that I would have to like reassess and discern, wait, was that real? Why? Because I didn't believe in Father. I didn't put my faith in this priest. I knew that they had said words and they had told me things that were true. And I was convicted by the reality and the truth of Jesus Christ. I was convicted um, and, and moved to, to discern because of the reality that Jesus has founded the church. This church that was founded upon 12 apostles, all of whom were broken. This church was founded upon these, these, these leaders, all of whom needed redemption themselves. And so one of the things that just I keep coming back to is I've never put my faith. Is here's Psalm 149. Psalm 149 says, "Put no trust in princes, in mortal men in whom there is no help." So put no trust in princes, in mortal men in whom there is no help. And I have to realize that yeah, I've never I've never had faith in a person other than the person of Christ. I've never had faith in, oh, here, here is this particular pope is the one who he has to be perfect or else I can't believe. Or this particular priest who has to be perfect or else I can't believe. Or this particular, you know, religious education teacher, whoever it is, you know, that they have to be this influential Christian writer or preacher or teacher. They have to be perfect or else I won't believe. It's like, no, put no trust in princes in whom, in mortal men whom, in whom there is no help. That I realized, oh my gosh, Lord, thank you so much. I have only placed my faith in you. And I just want to invite everyone watching this, listening to this, to reassess and say, okay, um, who are those people who have helped me to Christ? Who are, the, who are those people who have, if they've proclaimed the truth to me and they've led me to Jesus, when I find out, because here's what's going to happen, at some point you're going to find out that they are not the people that you thought they were. Again, let's say, say this, at some point you're going to find out they are, you are, they are not the people you thought they were. In some areas, maybe they're more heroic. In other areas, maybe they're more, far more broken. And someday, all of us will find out that the people who have helped us the most on our way to the Lord are not the people we thought they were.
that might be in this life where you know our, our wounds, our sins, our, our, the evil choices we make are exposed, or it will be at the last judgment when all of those decisions, when, when our, the story of our lives are laid bare, at some point, every one of us will know that every single person who helped us come to the Lord is not who we thought they were, both good and for bad. But their failings don't need to be an obstacle to your faith. Their failings don't need to be an obstacle to your faith. And someday, uh, I'll know your failings and it won't be an obstacle to my faith. And someday, I know this, you will know my failings. But I, might, I beg you, don't let that be an obstacle to your faith because we put no trust in princes and mortal men in whom there is no help. We place our trust and our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the Father, the Holy Spirit, in the church that he founded, that is broken but also beautiful, that is human but also holy. And we say, Lord, in all these things, let me put my faith in you. Let me not be shaken by the failings of others, but let them put their hope in you, Jesus, and put their trust in you, Jesus. Knowing that we're surrounded by broken people as a broken person. Anyways, I don't know what you, that's, that's what I've been reflecting on a lot lately. So I don't know, maybe that's easier said than done. Maybe it's, it's impossible to do. Maybe it's being naive. Maybe it sounds like letting people off the hook for their actions. I don't know. Let me know in the comments below, like, share, subscribe, I mean, hit that ring, that note, note, that bell, that anyways, from all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.